You are listening to On the Road with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. Need help with regulations? Thinking about starting your own trucking company? Or just think trucks are cool? Well, this is the place for you. I am your DOT guy, Brian Riker. And this week, we're going to have a little different format. A couple of things have come up with some clients regarding insurance. And so I'm just going to have a off-the-top-of-my-head discussion with you, the audience, regarding truck insurance. But first, as always, we have some important industry news. Tesla is still hopeful for a 2023 release of their semi-truck. Although it's been in a holding pattern since first announced in 2017, Tesla's fully electric Class 8 truck is more than two years overdue, but company founder Elon Musk said this past Wednesday the company still plans to kickstart production on his semi next year. Semi was included in a list of Tesla products that are in the company's pipeline, including Cybertruck, Roadster, and Optimus, that Musk expects to do a lot of engineering and tooling and whatnot to create those vehicles, he said, and be ready to bring those to production, hopefully next year. Optimus, a humanoid robot Tesla introduced last August, Musk said, would be among the company's priorities this year. I think actually the most important product development we're doing this year is the Optimus humanoid robot. I think this has the potential to be more significant than the vehicle business over time, said Elon Musk. Cummins acquires half of Momentum Technologies. Momentum Fuel Technologies is a producer of compressed natural gas fueling solutions for class six to eight trucks. It was founded in 2015 by Rush Enterprises, and the two companies signed a purchase agreement last year. The new joint venture between Rush Enterprises and Cummins will seek to enhance production of near-zero emission natural gas powertrains by manufacturing Cummins-branded natural gas fuel delivery systems for the commercial vehicle market in North America. When powered by renewable natural gas, RNG, using methane collected from organic waste as the primary fuel source, the engines can be credited with a neutral to negative carbon index, resulting in a net greenhouse gas emissions at or below zero. This is very important with the states that are requiring credits for your carbon footprint. Our range in natural gas powertrains, including our 15-liter engine, are important to advancing our path towards zero-emission solutions strategy that reduces the greenhouse gas and air quality impacts of its products in a way that is best for our customers and all stakeholders, said President of Cummins Engine Business. In order to truly achieve a zero-emission economy, we have to help customers transition seamlessly which requires multiple solutions, including natural gas, along with advanced diesel, electrified solutions, hydrogen fuel cells, and other technologies. This collaboration shows Cummins' continued commitment to natural gas powertrains, and this partnership will expand and improve the service and support for CNG and RNG customers. And finally, some updates on the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. One important change for DOT-regulated drivers with vision problems is the publication of a final rule that establishes alternative vision standards for drivers. Effective March 22 of 2022, drivers who may have needed an exemption from the FMCSA to operate a commercial motor vehicle in the past can soon be medically certified by an ophthalmologist or optometrist instead. 
To be medically certified, the physician will both consider information in the driver's vision evaluation report and use their independent medical judgment to assess the driver's vision and their ability to operate commercial motor vehicle safety. This will affect drivers with a condition known as monocular vision or drivers that have good vision in one eye but below standard vision in the other eye. Also of note this month was an announcement by the FMCSA that random DOT drug and alcohol testing rates will remain unchanged for 2022. Another important announcement from FMCSA this month is the reduction in the 2023 and beyond unified carrier registration fees, where they are seeing a reduction of almost 27%. So that's good news for small fleet owners. And speaking of driver training, the FMCSA published a notice this month that it will establish a pilot program for drivers between ages of 18 and 20 years old who want to operate a commercial motor vehicle in interstate commerce. We've we've discussed and touched on this apprenticeship program before, and although small fleets likely will not be equipped to participate with it, this will at least allow data to be collected that can help the small fleets. We will be right back after this short break. Slow down. Slow down and move over. Move over. When you see signs. Lights. Vests. Please, give us some room. Slow down. Slow down and move over. When you need help. It's our job. To help you. To save you. Despite the danger. This danger. This danger is real. Do your part. Please. Slow down. Slow down. And move over. Move over. What's up, ecosystem? This is Jay at ATI, the car shipping business channel. Catch more of your DOT guy, Brian Riker, on DOT Compliance every Wednesday at noon Central Time on YouTube, answering your questions live. Protect your CDL and improve your safety score because this country needs great drivers like you. Skipping the scale? Do not guess. In the long run, not good for business. Let Brian help you stay compliant with FMCSA trucking regulations and stay on the road. Welcome back. Whether you're new to the industry or a seasoned vet, you know that your truck and trailer need insurance. What you may not understand is the level that you need to maintain this insurance at. Sure, there's FMCSA minimums that require 750000 or more of what they call public liability insurance. The average carrier has a million-dollar public liability policy, and there's cargo insurance to cover your cargo claims, and that depends upon what you haul, its value, and what the shippers or brokers you get your load from require. What you may not understand are some of the optional coverages, such as physical damage, which in the automotive world, you would refer to that as your comp and collision or, quote, full coverage, which I don't like the term full coverage because no insurance policy gives you full coverage. What I'm seeing lately in an effort to reduce the ballooning cost of insurance that sometimes is almost prohibitive to you continuing your operation, I'm seeing uh, folks decide to cut back on the optional coverages and self-insure for that risk instead. You may not even realize you're, quote, self-insuring for a risk when you cancel 
your physical damage policy because yeah, the truck's paid off, the trailer's paid off. I, I, I don't need that coverage. It saves me a couple hundred dollars a month or a couple thousand dollars a year. Well, then you get into a situation where you have a loss to the trucker trailer. And the loss may not be your fault. It may be the result of somebody else's actions. But without the physical damage, you're highly unlikely to recover the money for the damages to properly repair your vehicle, if at all. Insurance is funny because it works differently on a commercial policy than it does on your non-commercial, your personal automotive policy. It works differently from state to state. You have some states which are no fault, where regardless of who was actually at fault for the crash, each of you fix your own damage. You have other situations such as theft, vandalism, or fire on your vehicle that you're not going to get coverage for unless you had that extra policy for physical damage. You may even have a physical damage policy attached to your insurance, but when you're using the truck outside of motor carrier operations, and this is quite common with the hotshot crowd because your dually pickup truck may also be your daily driver, maybe what you take your camper and your boat to the lake with on the weekend, may send your wife to the store or you go to the store to get groceries with it. Well, those are all non-trucking operations and as such they may not be covered under your trucking liability policy so that may involve a non-trucking or a bobtail policy there's a couple of different reasons why you may not have the coverage you think you have so what i want to get into after the next break is how to see what you have and some coverages that you really don't want to be without So stick around, and we'll be right back after this short break. You ever find yourself in a ditch in Dallas? Maybe busted brakes in Buffalo. When a breakdown occurs, and it will, what do you do? Searching for an available roadside mechanic, towing company, or tire service can quite frankly be a pain in the butt. Oh, you can search the internet for a provider, only to find out that they aren't open, available, or even still in business. Introducing Servicase.com. Servicase is a breakdown solution available to fleets and operators. Unlike outdated listing services, Servicase allows you to not only search for a provider, but to select and electronically dispatch the call without ever picking up the phone. You will even receive electronic status updates, providing the clearest indication of when you'll be back on the road. Give it a shot. It could be the best breakdown experience of your life. That's servicase.com. S-E-R-V-I-C-A-S-E dot com. Welcome back. Before the break, we were discussing some situations that might arise and leave you holding the bag, so to speak, for damage to your own vehicle and uh, could actually put you out of business if you don't have the cash reserves to fix it. So what can you do about this? Well, first of all, make sure you are properly insured or properly capitalized, meaning you have enough revenue in the bank, enough money sitting on the side that... If something were to happen and 
you had a total loss of your vehicle that was not a result of a motor vehicle accident where someone with the proper insurance hit you and was able to pay for it, well, make sure you have enough money in the bank to replace that vehicle so it doesn't put you out of business. And since most of us don't have an extra fifty dollars or $100,000 laying around in the bank, we need insurance, even when there is no requirement for it. It's paid off. You don't have a bank that's asking you to keep a physical damage policy on it, which keep that in mind too. You must keep your physical damage policy current when you have financing on the vehicle or the bank will put a very expensive policy in place and charge you for it to protect their interest in the collateral that secures their loan. So what you need to do is you need to read your insurance policy. I know it's riveting. It's fascinating. You just can't wait to read a new insurance policy as soon as you get it. I know I'm being sarcastic here. But really, you need to look through it to see what's covered. If you don't understand what's in there, if you have any questions, your insurance agent is the best place to reach out to at first. Contact your agent, ask them to detail and explain what's in the policy. If you're still not quite sure, it doesn't hurt to talk to another insurance agent. They may be able to quote you a better policy with better coverage or at least give you some advice. And then you can always contact an outside consultant and discuss a couple of things because there are some terms in an insurance policy that can be confusing as well. And it may say in one paragraph that something is covered, but then three pages later, there's a paragraph that's called an exclusion that excludes what was in the policy a couple pages ago. So it gets a little confusing. So read your policy, inquire about what your coverages are, because the time to find out that you're not properly insured is not after you run out of the truck stop and see that your truck is on fire or you walk out in the morning and the truck is not outside the hotel anymore because somebody decided they needed it more than you did or you get involved in an accident and find out the person that hit you has no insurance and now you're just stuck. So check your coverages. Make sure you have enough money on the side in reserve to cover your deductible and to cover the things that are important to you that are not covered. Another very serious consideration right now is the value of equipment. According to various different reports, used Class 7 and 8 trucks at auction have increased the sale price upwards of 67% in the last quarter. That would be the last three months of 2021, 67%. So that tells me that the value of your truck has probably increased more than you expect. And you're going to have two numbers in your insurance policy. One is going to say that they're going to pay actual cash value, which is based upon comparable sales to replace a vehicle in similar similar condition to yours, and then you may have a declared value in your policy. And where it gets a little confusing is a lot of people will declare a high value because the truck has, well, has a sentimental value to you or whatever. And unfortunately, if you look at your policy language, most insurance policies will pay out on a loss at the lower of either the actual cash value, ACV, or declared value. So what I'm going at here, because sometimes I don't get straight to the point, what I'm going to here is 
if you have a declared value that you thought was well above what the market value for your truck was, but you haven't adjusted it in two or three years, well, the market value has severely adjusted upward, meaning that truck is going to cost you a lot more to replace. And you have a crash and you think, oh, I'm, I'm covered because, yeah, okay, the truck is going to cost $70,000 to replace. Well, if you only had a declared value of 50000 because three years ago this was only a $30,000 truck, well, you're only going to get 50000 and you can't go to market with fifty and say, well, my insurance company only gave me fifty. Can you give me a break, Mr. Dealer? I, I can't afford seventy. That's just not the way it works. So review your policy limits, review your policy terms, and make sure you have coverage for what you think. Coming up after this next break, we're going to discuss a couple other final items that are very important and critical to insurance. So stick around. We'll be right back. Starting a new trucking company and you don't know where to begin? Got a bad inspection at a roadside and not sure how it affects your safety score? Need help understanding the complex regulations that govern the trucking industry? Or not even sure you are a regulated trucking company? Fret no more and give the experts at Fleet Compliance Solutions the opportunity to help. With over 30 years in the transportation industry, our founder and chief compliance specialist, Brian Riker, has the expertise needed to provide real-world solutions to your fleet's safety and compliance problems today. Not just a suit in an office, Brian still holds a valid Class A CDL and gets into the field often to stay current with the issues faced by truck drivers today. For more information, visit our website, yourdotguide.com or email on air at yourdotguide.com. Thanks for sticking around. Now that we've discussed the important parts of insurance and how some of the coverages work, you're thinking, what else could there be to insurance? They take a lot of money. We hope we never use it. And life goes on. I'm required to have it by regulation. Well, that is true. You are required to have insurance by regulation. There's additional insurances, and I just don't want you to be confused with them. You may have a blanket liability policy. Maybe you're an automobile transporter, and you have to drive the vehicles from the auction to your truck or your truck into the dealer, something like that, just off the truck across the parking lot. Well, you may not think about it, but that insurance is a different insurance rider. You may need extra coverage for that. So you need to keep your insurance agent in the loop. Let them know what is going on. Maybe you started out as a hotshot hauling cars and now you've moved into general freight. Well, you may need to change some of your insurance coverages. There's also a couple other things to think about with insurance, such as doing the best you can to protect from a loss. Again, we'll use an automobile transporter. You need to do a pre the pre-pickup inspection to a condition report to document the condition that the vehicle was in before you picked it up and document when you deliver it and get a signature. Maybe you're a flatbedder and you haul a lot of steel. Well, steel rusts very quickly. You need to pay attention to the requirements to tarp it and do your best to tarp it. Maybe you have dry van. You have product that you have to protect from freezing. And well, it's been brutally cold these last couple of weeks as I'm recording this. And so you have 
a diligence, a, a, a duty, I mean. You have a duty to protect the cargo the best you can. You're a refrigerated hauler. You have a reefer. You need mechanical breakdown insurance on that reefer that's going to cover in case it fails. But even there, your mechanical breakdown insurance on your refrigeration unit, if you didn't do all the required service and maintenance and it's just in terrible condition, they're going to exclude coverage and then you're going to be buying that load of beef or ice cream or whatever's in your trailer that was damaged. And so what I'm trying to get out of here is just because you have insurance does not mean that they're going to cover every little thing. There are stipulations. There are terms and conditions to keep that policy valid. There's terms and conditions that if you have unauthorized use of your vehicle or you put a driver in there and didn't tell your insurance company you hired a driver and they're not listed, that they may deny your claim. I'm kind of just rattling. There's a lot of different information here, but... This week, this past week, I've had three clients call me with insurance-related issues. And since the episode before this was on road service and the one the week before that were on towing, it kind of all fits together. I'm hoping later on in this season to have an insurance expert or two on here to expand upon these topics. And I would love if you would call the studio hotline at 706-409-5603 or email me at onair at your DOT guy with your insurance questions so that we can put something together and have an industry expert answer these insurance questions for you. Another very important part of insurance, and I'm going to close with this, is in the unlikely event that you have a catastrophic loss, you have a a collision and your vehicle needs to be cleaned up, you're likely going to have three different parts of your policy covering this accident. Cargo for the damage and the handling of the cargo, your public liability for any damage that you've created to public property or other people's property and personal injury to people other than you and your employees and or your passengers. And then we're going to have your physical damage coverage for your truck and trailer that is going to pay for the damage to your truck and trailer to make you whole again. There are extra insurance policies you can buy, extra riders, they call them, to add on to these existing policies that can help with the coverage on a tow bill because it's expensive to own and operate a towing company, and so it's expensive to clean up a severe truck wreck. And some of these bills can be 5000 to $15,000 or more, and if you don't have the right insurance coverage, you may be coming out of pocket to pay the difference. And... You've already lost your truck. You don't want to lose the rest of your personal assets to clean up after this unfortunate event. So just, again, check with your insurance agent. Make sure you have coverage that is going to help you in these type of situations. You may even be able to get coverage that supports last week's episode with a roadside breakdown and towing. There are towing insurances for large commercial vehicles, just like you can get AAA for your, your personal car. You can get that type of insurance that will reimburse you for your expenses for your commercial vehicle. Check with your agent for more details. And lastly, 
make sure you have insurance for when the vehicle is unattended and parked and you're at home for the weekend because uh, sometimes your insurance company will have limitations that you need to check on the vehicle every 24 or 48 hours or you can only leave it in a certain type of parking facility, something that's lighted or secured or has security. And lastly, keep your insurance up to date. Keep the premiums paid Keep a copy of the policy, keep a copy printed, and maybe a digital copy on your computer because you're going to need this information when something happens. And we can get into some more insurance later for floods and tornadoes and hurricanes that wipe out your office. And one thing to remember, the insurance company is not responsible to provide you with another copy of that policy and you need that policy at that critical moment when you've lost everything because that policy is the contract between you and the insurance underwriter who's going to pay for the damage and they only have to do what is in that policy and so you need to understand exactly what they have to do to make sure they don't miss something they don't underpay you on something and also so you can understand what your responsibilities are so enough rambling today on insurance. Thank you for listening. I know this is a lot of information to digest, and I am looking forward to your comments and remarks so that we can do a much more in-depth series on insurance. Insurance is probably the biggest expense you have as a trucking business owner, whether you're an owner-operator leased on to somebody because you pay for it either in a direct reduction from your settlement or a reduction in the percentage they pay you or as an owner operator with your own authority or a small fleet. So insurance management is critical to the success of your business. So please feel free to reach out to the show with any questions you would like answered in greater detail on a future episode. With your help, we can make this show exactly what you want and need to learn about operating a safe, profitable, and effective transportation company. This has been On the Road with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. We welcome your comments and questions. You can leave a voicemail on the studio call-in line at 706-409-5603 or email your comments to onair at yourdotguy.com. That's all one word, onair, O-N-A-I-R, at yourdotguy.com. We are available wherever podcasts can be found, including Google, iTunes, iHeartMedia, Stitcher, and more. Thanks for listening, and please remember to give us a five-star rating and share this episode with your friends to help build our audience and make us easier to find on your favorite podcast platform.